0: The city. It's this sprawling, massive place, miles and miles across. Been here as long as anyone can remember. Nobles play their power games. Guilds maneuver for money and influence. Dark things emerge from the shadows to hunt. And the lamplighters take everything in while keeping the darkness at bay. The thing I always wonder is why... Why do those lamplighters keep the darkness back? What investment do they have in Avalon? Why do they keep involving common folks in the games of the houses and guilds? I think they're the true power in Avalon, but I'm only one person. Then again, I've spoken with a blasted lamplighter. Have you? The Streets of Avalon this Fofford and the Gray Mauser inspired urban swords and sorcery city of epic proportions holds adventure, intrigue, and a darkness that comes from its denizens both above and below. It's written for the world's most popular role playing game by Brett Blazinski. Head over to gamingnbs.com forward slash streets to grab a copy. Gaming NBS episode 358 being recorded s- Monday, September 6th, 2021 welcome to gaming nbs a tabletop rpg podcast
1: i'm sean and i'm brett hey folks how y'all doing glad y'all here thanks everybody for coming back let's see sean what the heck happened since we last talked any game for you any good games? Any bad games? Any games? That, you know what? Don't even tell me if they're good. Or did you game? How about that?
0: I did game Forbidden Lands Thursday. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. They came across a little child eating eating another human.
1: Ah, so you gave him the old. <laughs> it's, it's the old uh, Kobayashi Brett Maru. Where it's like, do I murder the child? Do I save the child? They're, is, he trying to, is he using the child to scare us?
0: They're like wandering around these ruins, and they come across a little child sitting on a, a few bricks, just munching on something, and turns around and says it's all hungry and starving. And, you know, he's got like a big, you know, arm in his hand, just gnawing on it.
1: Oh, fingers dangling, even then, fingers yeah, dangling off the yeah, side. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Blood, his face all blood like he got into a, a big nasty bowl of spaghetti. Yeah.
1: So is he times. a ghoul or something? And, Some kind well, of zombie? Yeah,
0: you know.
1: Did they, did they find out? That's not not don't, don't No, no that's it, where it ended. It ended. Ah, yeah. Oh, nice. And then there's that's a- That's a good thing you don't- Yeah, don't spoil it here, man.
0: And then there's an opening, like, past him. Like, there's an opening into a side, kind of a side of a hill. You know, that I, That is- Got a stone archway that's been humanly constructed. I see. So Human they are. They are. And, and nice. one of the guys, the guy that the the little child is mawing on, is one of the previous four humans that they ran into earlier in the ruins.
1: Oh, well then, yeah. that's fresh. <laughs> it's fresh. Interesting. Yeah, yeah it's fresh. Yeah. So
0: you know they got that going for them, which is nice. And then. Um, Uh, Harrogate's character, Kasha, Kasha, um, has a a love interest that she put a spell on um, back at Eden's outpost. So in, like, session two, she kind of, hey, I'm going to charm this guy and see if I can get some info from him. And so he's like, oh, you know, she's kind of flirty, flirty. And so then they left the outpost. Well, he, he hasn't been able to get her out of his mind. So he, see. he tracked her down and has professed his love to her. And so she's nice. she, she's dealing with a lovesick, That's lovesick awesome. guy. Yeah. So she she's getting out, you know, now get out of my tent. And, you know, she, he sleeps outside. And, That's awesome. Yeah. Anything else? Oh, those guys are rough shape. Like. Broken bow, stuff like that. But otherwise, no. That's it for the gaming piece for for the last week. And then I'm not I'm not playing Cyberpunk Red tomorrow. Got got canceled. Yeah.
1: Oh. So holiday. I got to do my buddy Alpha's um, uh, Undermountain game went back down there, and my uh, my Dwarvish uh, arcane trickster continues his thing. Hmm, that looks like a Glorystro demon. We can take that. <laughs> so I attack it because <laughs> I'm scout. <laughs> I keep getting told I'm the worst scout in the world because I'm like, oh, we can fight that. I start a fight. I often run away from the fight because I get my ass kicked and the party has come and save me. But there were only three of us because uh, the other two guys had to cancel on us. So. But we managed to win, so it was good. And got a shit ton of loot out of the uh, the Drow little outpost that we had, we had sacked most of it previously but had to flee just because of some bad rolls on our part. But uh, we were able to come back, clean up, and uh, take out the demon as well. So that was kind of nice. And then, let's see here. Oh, yeah. AJ and I went back to Cabin doing some final steps for deer hunting preparation, and we played um, uh, Sanctuary, a game based on Thieves World. um, uh, Thieves World setting from the novels, the short stories and such. And it had been a very long time since I played that game. Did you make it and, to the Vulgar I, Unicorn? Uh, yeah, so you start out in the maze where the Vulgar Unicorn is. <laughs> we had a blast. Oh, my God, was that fun. And there's, I had forgotten that that game has, like, an advanced game and there's a couple different options on it. So we can, we've we got the core game now, so we just roll. We're like, okay, this is cool. understand mechanics, so How like it works. What about the advanced game? Should we get into that? We started looking, and like, okay... It's like ten o'clock last night. Yeah, we're not doing this right now. (laughs) It's like, okay, let's have our piece of paper. Like, okay, this is now an RPG. This is now writing things down, tracking different things, and like, okay, yeah, it looks like fun, but we'll do it another time. So we had a lot of fun doing that. The other game we played was Stratego, and I reawakened my absolute hatred for that game. Oh my god, Um, I haven't played that thing for ages. uh, AJ has uh, like a fantasy version. He and Connor had this forever, and it's we still here, obviously. He's just like, oh, this game's fun. We played it. Played like three games. He goes, you want to do something else? He said, yes. <laughs> he said, you don't like this game? I said, I hate this game. Oh, why'd you not play it? I said, because you you're having fun. Oh, like I kind of tell you I hated it at the third one. I said, because about two my limit, buddy. <laughs> I said, that's, that's about it. It's just not.
0: And now he knows. I don't like
1: that game. Now he knows. So, yeah. I said, we got other games that are chess-ish that are much more fun than that. So, yeah. get rid of that damn thing. Uh, bu- 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 upcoming, so no, no cyberpunk red for you. But I have Greyhawk on Tuesday, which is holy shit. that's tomorrow. It is so tomorrow. Greyhawk Tuesday, and then a
0: week from tomorrow is... is
1: what? Streets of Avalon. Oh that! Oh that! Oh yeah! I should part, totally run that part game. Part yeah. Deans? Oh yeah! Yeah. From no. yes.
0: Just so you, <laughs> hey, as the D- DM, uh, just let you know
1: thank you yeah. thank you i appreciate you know, that yeah sure i mean <laughs> this goes into my always be property thing this is why there's shit on my calendar yeah well, all right today's a holiday so i don't check my calendar i know right. i know tomorrow going into work what it looks like so tomorrow I'll sit down work I'll look at the week what's coming the following week I'm like, oh look at that shit oh yeah that's right game's coming that's good i gotta make sure i go through all my thoughts and such so but thank you thank you for the warning fair I warning did, too
0: i did forget that um wayne in our group bar and who who I think Wayne he he wasn't on the verge of quitting but have you ever had one of those nights maybe weeks months where you're just rolling so much like shit you hate the game? Yes. <laughs> I think that's where Wayne was heading like until there. until this past Thursday where he was El Fuego sneaking around the the human the human camp and stealing you know, one dude- of their bows. <sighs>
1: I've been thinking about that as a show topic for a while, and I don't necessarily know how to address it completely. It's the idea of (sighs) certain games or certain people suck at rolling dice. Right? Sean (laughs) and Brett. It's a D20 game. Yeah. If I put a D20 Sean's in, he's not going to have as much fun success-wise, right? Very often, you just tend not to. It just doesn't work that way. Same with me be playing DD with my buddies click electronic dice regular regular dice and person dice does not matter suck at them and um there's the that the had the, the video on like, like you know why do we roll dice to begin with and fate versus this versus that it's and uh, fun yeah like sometimes the fun, sometimes <laughs> the fun is not there when you're losing all the fucking time and you feel like you're losing right sometimes which of course is the attraction to um, certain games like you know, PBTA because you're not supposed to lose, you have failure, but with or success, but and so on. Um, I still view it, yeah. I've played those games and I'm like, huh, yeah, I still suck at this though. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, still didn't get what I wanted, type of thing.
0: Yeah, I didn't get the full
1: force of the, the full effect. Yeah, yeah, hmm. Anyway, we'll have to. I don't know, I don't know. What to do about that topic. It's a topic that I have. I just don't know how to address it so that it's actually something besides just going, Boy, that sucks. Let <laughs> me tell you about this other time that <laughs> that sucked. Hey, I got another idea. Boy, that sucked too. Well, that was no good. Tried using these dice. Yeah, those are terrible. <laughs> anyway, I think um enough of that meandering. Um, announcements project BS the Delta Green Experiment. Got that cooking. My thing now all weekend, man have you, Hold I, have,
0: you. Uh, I have gone off the deep end with a little bit
1: of the prep i haven't read you speaking of losing you're trying to beat me
0: <laughs> i don't know what you're oh talking my- about man this is not
1: this is not a competition this is not a competition i'm gonna win but bush <laughs> <laughs> there it is there it is <laughs> you son of a bitch
0: there's a lot of I started going through and reading it. And as I was doing it, I was making notes of the NPCs mm-hmm. and then I got a little carried away and started, you know, okay. Because I think the way I'm going to run it is I'm going to use a lot of notion, right? That the, the app.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I, I find, sort of
0: yeah. And I just to organize it, that's all like, I th- the the modules, the scenarios, are usually written where you can literally just read right from there, and as long as you stop before you yep. give something away, you're fine. Like, it's not – there isn't box text, but it reads very fluidly, I think, mm. right? Yep. And so the only problem is is that if the group decides to go – Hey, Sean, we're going to go and interview this person. We're going to go and in inter- and then those two are going to go interview that person. Then I got to flip through the module. To f- oh, oh, hold on a second. Okay. All right. Go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, know, I'm ready. Go now. Now ask your questions. In notion, I'll just be able to click on the person's name, like click. And then all the
1: bullets are there. You know, I've I'm uh, doing return of the two mores, getting pieces and parts of that to my guys. And I've had to flip through it a few times. Like, oh, hang on a second, let me find, let me find. I know where this is. Last session in person, we just said you tripped this from memory for me. I could not find something. Mm-hmm. I for hate the that. Fucking life of me, I couldn't find it. Now, positive, I know what are on the pages around it. Like, I have an image in my head of what it looks like, where approximately the book it is. And I'm back and forth between the same six pages. I'm like, why the fuck is I it? Know, not I here? know it's. In turns here. out it was. Turns out it was there. Yeah. I had I had a name in my head instead of Sather. I had a different name, and it completely screwed me up. Sure. So I totally get what you're talking about. I think, um, dude, I don't know if you want to talk about it on your Saturday or if you want to do it here. I'd love to have you do it. Just to say, if, if you do do it in Notion, it would be very interesting to talk about how you how you prep it. Yeah, this is part of the whole part of the whole piece. So we yeah. got it. So the other thing we have to do is I'm so I'm reading it yet. I've got to find my dates. Mm-hmm. We don't want to get it done so we can get that <clears throat> going. But the other thing I think you and I need to do is then figure out how we want to kind of record the how it's going. Mm-hmm. Experience. Do we do it here or do we do it separately and so on? So I have to talk about that, too. But we'll figure that out.
0: I uh, I have one player.
1: Do you? Mm-hmm. Everyone else figured out how bad you are in the play? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> what a dick. Uh, nope. I, I have one player. And okay. I think I'm going to run it Sundays, 9 to noon. I think that's pretty good.
1: You've got a ringer. What do you got? You got Dennis Datweiler signed up for your no, fucking games? No, what you did?
0: No. No. Got, uh, I got the time frame. And then I started writing up the pitch. And today I was writing CATS, which is that acronym, method, tool, You know, concept, Damn. something, something, something. I can't even remember the acronym. Sounds, um, sounds like a good tone, tool. I like it. I know. Tone. Oh, shit balls. Anyways, I got like C A and the T done. I just have to get the S done. I could probably pull it up, but I don't mess up my notes. Very cool. So as soon as I get it, that doc done, then I will post it for people of, uh, that might be interested, I'll post it probably on the, uh, there it is, subject matter, concept, aim, tone, subject matter. Very cool. Thanks, Harrigan, And, um, So I have the concept, the aim, and the tone down. I just got to do the subject matter, which will be fine, which will be, you know, mature situations, blah, 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 swearing, adult language. But then I'll I'll post it, and then I will, in the posting, list how I'm going to determine who can slide in, because I think I got to outline that before a bunch of people say, hey, you know, I'm interested, and I just arbitrarily pick. Mm-hmm. Some individuals, so I think it'll Makes be Patreon. It'll be Patron, and then if you've played with me or not, you know if you have. If you have, sorry, you know, give somebody else the opportunity. But they gotta Spread be. Spread the love. They gotta go. be available from that night to noon on Sunday for the next four to six Sundays.
1: See, I'm laying in the weeds here. What's going to happen is you're going to turn down a bunch of bunch of gamers. I'm going to say, hey guys, guys, yeah, you know, minute Give, 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 give me. Let Uncle, let Uncle Brett help you out. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uncle Sean's being a douche. You can play at my table. Fair. It's all good. Right. So I'm just I'm waiting. Get I'm it. just holding back. Oh yeah, I'm in the weeds. To- totally yeah. understand. Well, yeah.
0: It's yeah. a good plan. <laughs> I would have thought of that myself, actually. But you know, I wanna <laughs> I wanna get shit underway. So, there you go. It's the order, it's the sequence of events between Brett and I. Because see, here's the deal. If I don't do this, then Brett won't do it. Right. So yeah, m- by me by me doing it and it lights a fire under Brett's butt, and he will do what he just said.
1: I am a follower. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, it does. There is something. Sean and I talked about this off the mics a couple times, Is that part of it, he and I have a really good idea for something. And um, my friends and I have a great idea. Hey, we should do this thing. That sounds great. How many times have we all said this? Sure. Right at the table? We should play this game. We should try this thing. Yeah, we totally should. And we're back to Cyberpunk Red. And right, we're right. back over here again. It doesn't. It, somebody's got to grab it and go, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, no, it makes sense. I like it. So I,
0: I, my goal was to get it done this week and so I could get it posted so I could do potentially session zero Sunday of next week. But I, I think that might be a little ambitious. So
1: we'll see. Yeah, this coming weekend is out for me. But I'm, My goal this week is get my calendar set make sure I'm good, I can run everything on dates I want to and have it be organized and not some slip shot. Well, I think this weekend works. Is anybody available tomorrow? Is tomorrow good? <laughs> have my players go, you ass, right? I want to schedule that in advance. So I think the schedule is going to be the hardest part for me. Once I sort that out, the rest won't be so bad. But okay. And you've got a list here of other folks, BSers running Delta Green stuff
0: well not all of it it's delta green last things last coriolis one shot roll for shoes goblin squad the tomb of the iron god swords and wizardry black hat mothership Alternity, dark matter and there's a few other ones what do they have all in common bsers running these offering to run all these games (laughs)
1: So, online. some people are not big on online conventions. Sean and I have both said, eh, online con, not our jam type of thing, right? At least I've said that loud. Loud. However, there is something definitely different about running games with the right? Um, when I have run the Avalon game I'm running right now for Craig Shipman and Third Floor Wars and, and Sean and, and, and uh, that crew, it's going really well i having a lot of fun with it, and I think the f- the cool piece about that group and um, running for BS is one thing that's making me happy about that opportunity. Is it doesn't feel like a con game; it feels much more relaxed. It's a like, hey, we're going to get together. I don't feel like there's a, I don't know, just under, I don't have the performance anxiety <laughs> that I can get sometimes. Like con game, you know, this feels like hey. We're all friends. Let's just hang out and play a game together. We want to try this thing out. So, yeah. My hope, dude, is that if I can get through, if frankly, I want the I want the Delta Green game to go well enough so I can come back and say I want to start a Simberum game. Ooh. Um, I I want to do that, and I think I want I want to crack this kind of this more online type of thing. I know I've, I've done it before with other people, but when I have run, it's been a lot of. Like you, me, Kevin, people I know, or I'm already good friends with. And um, cracking it out into this other kind of, um, I don't know know if it's next level type of thing or what it is, but just I think it'll be a good, uh, nothing else, good shot in the arm for me to try that. So that's my hope. We'll
0: see. So if you're interested in any of those games or any other ones that, might be that aren't listed and there's a few mm-hmm. of them. Head over to com forward slash games and will take you to the forum post explaining what this all is. There's a spreadsheet and a forum and there's, there's people mustering and looking for uh, dates that will work with some of the players and then they're going to run these one shots. So if you are interested in checking out a game, I mean you got to listen to us to hear this message, but I, mm-hmm. I mean we don't care if you're fans of the show as long as you're good members of the community and want to play different games you know that's give it a shot we got bsers that are willing to do that for people so thanks for everybody so that's the, volunteered
1: to do that too absolutely so sean and i know that so we had a couple of listeners say oh, you guys should have an online you know, gaming bs con <laughs> and sean and i were talking about that off off mics and we both show pretty much simultaneously they'll be like 18, 20 of us game masters all sitting in a virtual room going, anyone show up to your game? I thought you were going to play in my game. Well, I have to run a game. I <laughs> feel like this online convention of game masters staring at each other across the virtual convention, waving at the lack of players because we've all decided to run games instead. Oh, Lord. Winter, mo- right. winter
0: months, I bite, you know, if there's interest in an online, online gaming day with BSers and we f- figure out how to, organize that. I'm I would be seriously uh considering that one, especially like, you know, it's it's cold here in the Midwest and the northern hemisphere. And um if people are interested, we'll set up a day or two days worth and just put a spreadsheet together and set up a bunch of rooms on Discord and
1: make something happen. Yeah.
0: Brett hey, Brett, Brett has informed me it is not easy to run a con, which I will this take, is very true. Take his word for it, since he's organized one. But I think there's. Some However, this is this is a kind of our friends. Yeah, this is account yeah. kind of our
1: friends. These are bsers. Right. So if it's a bsing bsers type of crew, that means solid folks. They're going to show up. They understand how games work. They want to be friends. We all get along. I'm good there, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> It's not in-person. An in-person con is a son of a
0: bitch. Yeah. Like run, when you got to so. organize tables and how many tables and where do you put the tables? We just create rooms in Discord.
1: Yeah. Nobody's going to come up and say, yeah, the men's bathroom isn't working. Right. Then you got to run off and find facilities. So it isn't going to happen. The there run,
0: is okay. a lot of overhead with in-person a cons lot that of you don't have to deal with online necessarily. So, yeah.
1: We'll see. All right. Shall we random encounter? We should. Let's go to oh, random encounter move on.
0: random encounter segment of the show where we field emails voicemails comments from social media your turn all right first one harrigan emails us on always be prepping All uh right, let's see says brett and sean love the discussion on always be prepping in episode 357 kudos For many years, prep was problematic for me because of two things. Thing one, my brain works like
1: Brett's does. It is that is a problem. I'm just going to stop you right there. Uh. He says problematic for two things. The first is your brain works like mine. I, I'm with you. Solidarity. Solidarity. So
0: so now there is a connection here.
1: Yeah, connection. I I get, I get the pain you're in because I'm (laughs) in the same pain. Clearly. All right, carry on. I like it.
0: Uh, It is, it is in game mode. RPG thoughts are occurring, uh, are occurring. Short-term ideas for what's next in the campaign, uh, long-term big ideas for new games and settings, mechanics, real-life experiences that can color the game, things I need to improve, stuff I stumble across and want to research further. Always, always. Thing two, for most, almost 20 years, I traveled like mad for work. So I had very, I had a very uh, lifestyle that just wasn't conducive to giving me a lot of uninterrupted quiet time when I could jot things down. Brett, I can't remember half the stuff I come up with over the course of a day by the time evening rolls around. On the go. Unlike.
1: <laughs> unlike. Yeah, I I've, I know that feeling. And that has been. And that, that's the thing I think a lot of people here again have. Um, one of the reasons why setting time aside, doing some of the stuff like Sean talked about at the top here. That makes sense. I totally get that. Anyway, carry on.
0: So because of these two things, I embarked on trying to find a solution to capture all my emergent RPG thoughts. I tried carrying a notebook. I tried voice recorders before there were smartphones. I tried keeping a text file on my laptop. I tried local voice and text capture on smartphones when they became a thing. And then all of that got solved by cloud note-taking apps. Evernote, OneNote, whatever your flavor. Suddenly, I could grab thoughts in real time, and they were available on every platform I used. It was pivotal for me as I was on planes and in cars and hotels all the time. Over time, those apps added the ability to sketch and capture voice. And now I don't know what I would do without them, even though I no longer travel like I used to. Two other minor points to close out. Prepping can just be reading or watching something to get in the mood, in the right headspace. Nothing mechanical uh, or about the big plot or next session. Just get your brain on the right frequency. Experiment with note capture styles. I use mind maps, flow diagrams, tables, sketches, Kanban-style cards, bullets, stream-of-consciousness text capture, all of it. I usually stick with just a couple of simple styles, but at the front end of a game, I'll often break my ideas down in different ways to see what jumps off the page. A quick list of NPCs and their objective look and voice characterization can be great, but I often unearth something different if I draw a diagram of those NPCs and their factions and connect them up with noted, notated relationship lines. Anyway, great episode and great topic. Game on, lads. Harrigan.
1: I think one of the best parts that Harrigan's calling out here that we didn't necessarily talk about was the, I don't think we did at all actually, is continuing to try to find multiple tools and ways, right? We'll sit down and say, hey, I found this, you know, lazy DMs guide. Oh, this will be great. You sit down and go, like, wow, I I, didn't, I I tried the thing that Sly floor said and I did a quarter of it. It just didn't seem to work for me. Oh, prepping sucks. It's very easy to get dissuaded or to quit. Like anything else, you're trying to up your game, if that's what you know, you're looking at prepping as a way to up your game or be better prepared, deal with stuff, better improv,ing all that crap we talk about. And I think the cool thing here is like Harrigan's doing all these different pieces and parts. And then he said, hey, even though I'm not traveling like a madman, I'm still using the same tool I had because that tool is working for me. And sometimes even in the, the old little pamphlet ebook book from Robin Law's Guide to Good Game Mastering, he says repeatedly in there, if you and your players are having fun, if, if basically, if what you're doing is working, there is nothing you need to change. Right? So if you've got a method that's working for you, that's great. doesn't mean you can't listen or learn about somebody else's method. And Harrigan's not saying anything that bold. But I love the way they talks about the fact that tried, 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 I have an answer. You know, ways he's capturing that stuff. And sometimes that happens, right? I know I was a terrible student in college. I still, I did not, if I could go back and redo the classes that I had a hard time in, I'd be much better just because of how I am able to capture the data now. I learned multiple ways of things. Ways for me to learn things, I know better (laughs) than I did back in my 20s type of thing. So this is good. Thank you to Harrigan, I like that, man. Anything from you, Sean? No,
0: thanks Harrigan, yeah, it's good.
1: All right, so Mr. Dragonspawn, Stefan emails us. Greetings and salutations to my sexy BSers. Concerning homework and gaming, what the hell? You guys totally missed the mark and couldn't be more wrong. Can't believe I pay to support this show. The only thing that's accurate about your podcast is the title and the B and S. Psych! <laughs> I love you guys. I'm just joking. <laughs> Damn you, seven. But seriously, listening to the episode about players and homework has jogged my memory from when I tried to engage the PCs between sessions as well as the time I complete self-imposed homework. Way back on GM 3.5, I wanted to add a little role-playing between game sessions via group emails in hopes of handling some of the more mundane minutiae shopping, training, crafting, etc. I wanted to do this in hopes of jumping back in the action of the game. Sadly, not all my players participated, and this was eventually dropped. Number two, in one campaign, I even created an obsidian portal page so I could put up more details about the world as it pertained to the character's actions, share images and maps. They had high hopes that maybe, just maybe, one player would write up a log an adventure and see it through their character's eyes. Um, See the, uh, was, hang on, lost my thought there. Lost my, not thought place. Ah, see it through the character's eyes. Alas, it was not to be in the dream, so went the way of the dodo. Third, On the other hand, there was time when I was a player in my buddy Jamie's ETU game, East Texas University game, and I decided on my own to write a diary from my point of view of my character, Kevin Montrose. I had a lot of fun doing these recaps, and they even helped both myself and my fellow players recall past events and details. The GM loved it too. Never was there any mention of additional rewards for me doing this. I simply wanted to do this homework for the joy of it. Heck, I even remember me doing something like this after one shot where we played a group of Navy SEAL-like operatives. I wrote up as a debriefing report after the mission was completed, successfully I might add, although there was a lot of mutant man shark bits all over the place. To summarize, I believe that, barring rare exception, there will always be at least one person in any group that doesn't want to mix homework with their gaming hobby, as it will remind them too much of school or perhaps reduce the fun aspect of the game. I don't think anyone wants to feel obligated to complete an assignment for an activity we all do for the fun of it. Some people will jump at the chance, and some just won't. P.S. Another idea I had for a future campaign would have to be uh, used as a play-by-post site to handle time, downtime and some scenes between games. This would all depend on player buy-in and willingness to participate. Even if one says no, they would prefer not to do that, then I would drop it, obviously. As usual, you both discuss great topics, saying <clears throat> keep it up and I'll continue to support you. Love you and big hugs, Stefan. <clears throat> I think there's a there's a really cool a few people have mentioned this. So I like the way Stefan that you're calling this out here. <clears throat> Excuse me. When when you had these ideas, you know, to get players to do different things and, and so forth, you've got one person who just isn't doing it for whatever reason. I I've used, I've tried to use Obsidian Portal too, and I had hey I have big hopes. I'm going to put this up there, and there's a place for notes, and I make these web pages or like a Google Doc or this Doc where everybody can do stuff, and nobody does it. Or half of them do it, or one of them does, and the rest of them don't. <laughs> it's just like, hmm. At the end of the day, um, I think yes, I have most of my my arm, my home group just they ain't gonna do it. Facts are facts. They're just not gonna. Um, but they also will surprise me periodically and do as you did in the East Texas University game. They'll show up with, "Hey, I sat down the other day and thought about this, so I wrote up this two page." Thing that will help us in gameplay, or I wrote this thing up as kind of a quick background summary because I was losing track of something. Like, holy shit! Thanks, man. And we share it out with each other, and we goes, "Oh, cool! Thank you, thank you, sir." And we move on. Uh, often, uh, no no reward apart from the pat on the back from the fellow gamers. But um, sometimes that that goes a long way in and of itself. You know? Huh? Interesting. Interesting. What do you think, Sean? You good? Yeah, it's a it's a hit or miss. It just always it and is. it's always totally is. going to
0: be and. If it doesn't bother you, then you're going to be fine. If it does, then it's then it's going to obviously be a problem for you. And then, yeah, it's we're always going to have four or three different people at the table, minimum. And then mm-hmm. they're all going to be different. And, you know, some are going to crack. Yep. It's just inevitable. They're never all going to be the same. And frankly, you don't want them to all be the same. Otherwise, it's going to be a real blind no. game.
1: Saying like I know it comes next, why? Because the five of them always do the same thing. Yeah, it's all five the same person. Yeah. So Yeah. But I think that I think this is interesting. There's a piece here when Stefan talks about, you know, he want if he wants to do something but nobody will do it. Well, I guess that idea died. This kind of goes back to Harrigan's point too is trying different things. Doesn't mean it might be like, Well, I had this idea for an Obsidian Portal thing, or I had this idea or this idea. I've tried it with three different game groups. I really think the idea has legs. This new group I'm with is really cool. Let me see if they'll buy it. Maybe they won't. Right? Sometimes it takes a while. Ask an author anybody who's written something. It takes a while to find someone who says, oh, yeah, I like your idea. We'll publish it for you. You know, you don't always have a home run the first time out. And I, I think this type of introspection is just solid. Just figuring out what's what's working, what's not working for you. And sometimes, man, that homework thing, too, is like, huh. That works for me, but nobody else at the table. Whatever I like doing, I'm going to do it anyway, as Stefan did. So I think that's cool. yeah. The
0: only, the only, um, the only thing I would say is that if it's with the same group and you're like, hey, I think I'm going to try this, hey, I'm going to think I'm going to try this, and never kicks off, and you kind of hope it does, you got you to gotta find another group. Or fun. other different or other members. Get the one or two that you that do like that and then get another well, two a, that do yeah, and you yeah. got a
1: good game group. Yeah, if that's a do or a die, right? If you're like, look, I want this game, I really want to run this game this way with this homework right. assignment and this approach and so forth, and you have an eighty five percent take rate, if that's not good enough, you either have to deal with it right. or play it, play it with other people. Yeah, because there's going to be yeah. people that no absolutely.
0: that rock the shit out of that,
1: and they are oh, totally, probably yeah.
0: trying to find a game that is like that.
1: But then it's not always easy to find that perfect game group, right? right? Just to, and they they may run that game really well, and wow, that sucks for everything else. <laughs> Sometimes that happens too. But then you
0: you know might have to take a chance on playing with people you don't know.
1: True enough. Awesome. Cool, stuff. and Thank yeah. you, though, as always. Thanks. Appreciate you writing in. Thanks,
0: Stephen. You had me in the first paragraph. Like, I was a little worried. <laughs> Next one, Warden. This guy. Comments on homework. Yeah, I've been thinking about this myself, and I'm not sure if I give out anything close to homework, but that may be because I don't prep very much myself. At least nothing documented. And even then, I don't spend an awful lot of time mentally plotting anything out because I enjoy writing it throughout the session.
1: Did we read this one? I don't remember. I don't believe so. Keep going.
0: What I've come up with is a solution that can only be described as what the kids call weak or lame or whatever else they say. My son would probably call me a noob, and I'd like to thank you, YouTube, uh, and my lazy pandemic parenting for that. I like to think I don't (laughs) give out homework. I prefer to have players feel inspired to interact with the game and reward players who submit extracurricular assignments.
1: Oh, I see. Uh,
0: Like I said, we, but I think part of why I'm so quick to distance myself from the word homework is the negative connotation. It spews to many people. Homework feels forced upon people as I see it, And I'm not particularly interested in trying to force my way into their brains when I can get further uh, with candy. It's why I like to encourage all players to interact with all elements of the game, except for the rules. Those are mine. Nah, just kidding. Uh,
1: (laughs) Could you imagine? (laughs) Yeah,
0: could you imagine? Whatever approach fits their comfort level from vague idea about how their character is connected to the bank heist to players speaking 100% in character. My role at the table is to get the players to fire up their uh, imaginations and experience the benefits of interacting with the game at the table. Then they may be more inclined to keep the ball rolling away from the table with discord chats about campfire talk after the last dungeon or journal entries and that kind of stuff. The trick, however, is avoiding any collisions or concerns from players who aren't as eager to do homework or more detailed interacting with, than others. In the past, I've used Session Zero to state that those players who contribute ideas, backstory, and interact with the various elements of the game will discover more role-playing opportunities, and the main uh, villain will likely have stronger connections to their characters than others. But that means others will be uh, will be challenged Via game mechanics and anyone. Yeah, but that means others will be challenged via game mechanics and anyone who doesn't feel as comfortable or keen to do so will therefore start at higher levels or have faster opportunities to kick some extra ass than the role players. Every bard with a winning smile and an impressive backstory needs a well managed bodyguard. In other words, the role players will get to do their thing and the rest will be working with the stunt team more. I'll provide <laughs> opponents tailored to test them out in a fight, but also ensure their enemy isn't immune to all their strengths. So I don't give out homework, but I'll definitely eat the apple left on my desk as I tell the class, those who spoil the teacher will get advanced copies of the test. All others are hamburger wrapped in spells and plate mail for my monsters to eat, but they'll get customized treasure and better gear. <laughs>
1: I gotta say, Warden, I do a similar thing. I think. I didn't, I don't did not think about it this way. But listening to Sean read this through in my quick perusal pre-show, I'm like, huh, you know, this kind of comes to some of those, those things, Sean, and I that have talked about before. I know i specifically said, like, some of the people in my home group do acts and some don't, right? There's different ways to reward different players. I think that's what we're talking about here. Those who want to do reward them and those you don't want to do you can reward them in other ways you've got those those folks who they come to the table and um you know she's kicking ass and she's great uh, as a player and that's how she wants to game and so forth and so the person they're just you know totally into the whole homework backstory write-ups extra credit homework extracurricular activities thing but man she's just not into that she just like she shows up every time plays really hard you know No reason her character can't get the, you know, plus five road sewed and the other character gets some story points or whatever, or whatever you're giving them, right? So I like that idea. Everybody gets a little something. You you don't, there's a bit of a, it's all candy and not just carrot and stick, right? Not one person doesn't get the carrot, the other guy gets the stick. This is a, um, multiple ways to reward styles of play is how I'm reading what he says. And I like that. I think that's pretty cool. Thank you. Yeah. Very nice. Good stuff. Good
0: stuff as always. Thanks everybody for mm-hmm, commenting mm-hmm. and writing. Yeah, in. yeah. Let's get to the main topic, shall we? Yeah. All righty, Brett. What are we talking about this week?
1: Well, this is yours officially. I mean, you started this idea of you know starting a tavern, ways to start ways to start games and such, and um. There is, I, w- I want to talk about it. one because I just done it in my Avalon game with the Third Floor Wars and you. I said, "Hey, there's this tavern. That's where we're gonna start." And um, I did the a funny thing happened to be on the way to the inn <laughs> approach, where certain people show up, drop a few key clues, and then wham, something happens. You know, you're in the soup. Something's going on. However, there is. Um, there's, a, there's ways to lean into a cliche, right? To have a good time with it <clears throat> and so forth. <clears throat> Excuse me. But one of the reasons we do that is because um, it, it's an easy thing to get your head around. The end in your fantasy game is um, it's that classic location where all it's a port of souls. Everybody shows up. Everybody's from there. What they is all happening, come to talk. You, place is it's the it's club. It's the place to go. Yeah, it's the club. It's <laughs> Studio 54, bro. In vampire games, it was often like, "Where's the Where's Lycium? Where's the big Where's the big uh, vampire goth club where's the rave? place for they you know the
0: goth rave,
1: Where's the rave. Yeah, where are we doing? What What's going on? You know, where's the Where, where do they play Bauhaus on on repeat all night long? Where's that? Right? <laughs> right <tonight. laughs> yeah. So, and that was because everybody shows up. It's the social place that things are happening, and I think just about every genre I can. I can think of has it in some way, but there are other ways to do it, right? To get people together and um, interact and so forth. Um, so, Sean, before we dig into some of the other the the cool kind of locations and stuff, some of the stuff you put out in the notes. Do you like using the tavern meetup, or does that kind of throw you off? You like eh? You, do you shy away from it? Do you care?
0: It's you know I'm I'm not opposed to using it, but I I like to think that. It could be done a different way, at times. Like I think sometimes it's a little overused. I think that it can also be used well, and maybe the times that it's overused, maybe the times when it's not done well. <laughs> I don't know.
1: So, g- give me an example of not done well.
0: So this game, Streets of Avalon, I was playing the other day. <laughs> oh
1: god! Oh. No, no, that, that is... was that was. Hey, hey, let me walk. Oh, there it is. There's a wall. I just walk right into that. <laughs> That's the joke stick there. You just walk right into that. That shit. wasn't
0: bad because I think it was it was relatively brief and it didn't feel overly heavy handed necessarily. First because it it actually had something to do with the, the tavern owner and some of the you know, the baker candlestick maker
1: Yep, Butcher Baker. Butcher account, Baker. Baker. Three, th- I can never
0: get that saying. Three right. people, yeah.
1: the three people, the families, yeah. the stuff going in. Yeah. Kind of, who's here? Why aren't they here? I'm waiting for my dad. Where's this person? Where's that thing? Yeah. Right. Okay. Right.
0: So I think I think when it, it when it gets to be too much of a trope is when it's it's just too. I don't know. It, it, you know, so hey, let's let, make let, a let Dungeons and Dragons movie. And guess what? Yeah. The part we're going to, so this is, watch. The new dragons Dungeons and Dragons movie, how's this going to start?
1: In a, in a tavern.
0: And if it does, it better be really fucking cool. Like, there's something better be really, like, it may just be, you know, the ambiance, the seriousness of it, or something where it's not taken as a comedic joke.
1: Yeah. But, so
0: I think, but something but. in the back of my brain thinks, like, haha. They're probably going to do it so we can all have a little chuckle.
1: That's possible. That's think possible. I think when I, when I think about the y'all meet in the tavern and what um, the bad version of the cliche is it's the tavern is not where the action is. You go to the tavern to learn about where the action is, right? You go there and someone comes in and says, um, you read the post on the wall. that says, you know, goblin years, fifty fifty 50 gold, or there's a dragon in town or you know whatever it it's like you you show up and you're all there looking for adventure and you've heard a rumor or you want to listen for rumors and things you you looking for a quest hub right when it's it's a passive experience what i what i prefer to do with it and i think i did this well with the Avalon game for you and third floor wars was the action the taverns where the action is going to occur either in or out right it's going to aggressively push the action at you when i ran for my kids they're in a tavern things are fine they know each other they're traveling through this area they have a place to go they're traveling through this little bitty town they stop at the green dragon they're having some food they check out a couple locals like huh okay well you know say we want to do boom the door kicks open the blacksmith comes in they've got my son they stole shem something's got to happen right Stole that directly from uh, Matt Colville's idea. And I'm like, "This is it's a great idea. The door kicks in, a thing happens, a cry for help. You're obviously adventurers. You're here to help. And they, they, I set the scene insofar as they look around. No one else can do anything. They're the only people in the tavern. They're four characters. They're the only people in that tavern. They're the only ones physically possibly...
0: in the game yeah. in that tavern?
1: No, no, no. Oh. They're the only ones with the skills. Sure. Everyone else are farmers, woodcutters. They're, they're townsfolk. These guys are talking about monsters came and stole their kid. Yeah, and they, you know, they're they're so far out. The town guard. They they learned that the uh, there's hardly any guards in town. There's a small handful. The one woman who acts as the sheriff was out of town. Oh. Right. Everything was everything was stacked so that when it happened, my kids like this went, oh, shit, we got to do something. No one else can. We are their hope. We're, you know, we're the thing that has to happen." And the Avalon game, when you guys showed up in the tavern, it was like, "Hey." Is my dad here? Have you seen my dad? Why? Well, I'm supposed to meet him here. He's going to buy me and some of the other kids some some dinner because we were really good. What's going on with this? The butcher walks in, sees something, and leaves. What's going on with that? We know there's a rivalry. So, actions. Something is going on. Now, granted, the big ugliness happened outside on the way to the inn. But it wasn't go to the inn, rumble around, grab a, a couple clue tokens or, you know, idea tokens and roam off to the next place that i think is the uh, the overused component does that make sense it does you kind of show up it's right it's a passive way to get stuff but you, it's kind of boring. so
0: you've mentioned two games that you started <laughs> in the last six months ish that both started in and around a tavern
1: uh, actually my greyhawk game did too
0: <laughs> so is this a thing for you
1: i just wanted to do it because it's fun oh okay and I, um, the other way I've done it is um, you're, you start somewhere, you're traveling. I've, do, I've done this at con games. You're traveling in a horrible winter storm. You're the, you're the guards. You're in this stupid wagon thing you're supposed to get from point A to point B. You kind of know each other. It was a good job. And you get there, and then the inn is sieged, besieged by undead and this horrible person, and you're trying to figure out what's going on. Um, so I just I make the inn, again, a place of action. Where things have where things have to happen, and Avalon is very common for me to pick an inn because it's the center of the neighborhood. It's a place where people come and go all the time. Well, everybody's in and out, in and out, in. An
0: urban-based setting is a little unique because you know you're. I wouldn't say you're limited, but you're right. Where is a bunch of people that don't know each other going to be together? You know, they could be in a bazaar or. You know, it's the gallows, or you know, whatever.
1: But I've started. I've started games like Down by the Docks. Sure. You're down there for. Why are you at the docks today? Oh, I'm here because of this. What are you doing today? I'm here because of that. Okay, cool. That's what you're up to, right? Right. So I started at the docks in Avalon. I've started at other locations and other cities and stuff. But there's something cool about the about the end start, at least for, for the groups I've run for. And I think I feel pride in this as guest I think I do it well, and. Well, my curse is down to do with like, ooh, I wonder what adventure is going to come to us. Because something's coming, right? <laughs> he didn't just sit us in a tavern. And we're not going to sit here waiting for the little, look for the guys' little green diamonds above their heads. Or you click on them and find out which quest I want. That's not how this is going right. to work. Something's going to happen. So they're actively paying attention to everything that's going on. Because what's going to happen? Something's coming. We don't start off a campaign in a fantasy game, especially just sitting on our asses in a tavern, hoping something we get, get the clue by four to go to the next town type of deal. But I think the other other stuff I, I've done, when I do like Call of Cthulhu, though, I don't meet in the tavern.
0: Right. Well, why not?
1: I don't know. And I think that genre, for whatever reason, when I'm there is when I get into things like, okay, you guys are related in some way. And they're like, what do you mean? I took that from one of the old, um, there's a Cthulhu adventure. I can't remember where it is, but basic. I think it's a haunted house one. And it says something about the fact that you all know this person, and they're dying, and they leave you something or whatever the case is. And it's kind of the from the from the story Call of Cthulhu. This guy gets a box from a dying uncle, researching papers and so on. It's very solitary type of adventure, but coming from whatever wherever you're at to a focal point, the hospital, because your great uncle, your colleague. Um, your best friend, um, your lover, whatever, they've died or in the hospital. That's a good start for me in Call of Cthulhu. I like doing that because there's a reason why this person is going to hook you into doing something for them, right? So Call of Cthulhu adventure. somebody's like, look, he's in a bad way. He went to that house he bought. And uh, he's now a raving lunatic. You go to the lunatic asylum in the twenties, and oh my gosh, he's raving about the the beast that howled at the moon with the, with a human face. You're like, okay, what is that? Um, well, we gotta go. gotta go deal with this because <sighs> he left us the house in his will, and or blah blah blah. So, <clears throat> excuse me. And the reason I do that for Call Cthulhu is because I find that giving everybody a reason to be together and operate together helps them a lot delta green solve that problem in general right by saying you're all part of the conspiracy in one flavor you're delta green go do it you don't have to answer that question but otherwise in short what i'm looking for in all these different um, genres is something that i can draw the players together even if it's only briefly and sometimes i'll have the players get together and call cthulhu I say wow huh interesting interesting for whatever reason, character one doesn't get along with character two, but they still want to do something for this person who's a friend, a lover, a companion, whatever. And they one person goes to the library, somebody else goes over here, and they split up, but they have a reason to talk to each other, and I have a reason to drag them back together. Right? They get the phone call that Uncle Thomas is finally really dying this time, or whatever. You know, he's in the hospital. They get the phone call. They all rush to the hospital, get a chance to talk, and so on. Um, but I find that being related to a person and having that person push the adventure sometimes, right? As the starting point can be really helpful for me, especially in call of Cthulhu. It works quite well. I don't know. Have you done that one where people are kind of related and that's what well, gets them, gets them going either you know, blood related or they all know somebody in some way.
0: Well, the, the masks game is something where it starts out a little, Rough because you send send them to Peru, and unless you do something ahead of time, they kind of show up as strangers. However,
1: that's friends the, of Jackson Elias. That's the
0: prelude, right? They they created that yeah. specifically so that when you did go to New York to meet Jackson Elias, y'all knew each other. Cause you went to yep. Peru and met each other there and formed the relationship with each other there, which I think is, you know, I, I don't know if it's necessarily genius, but it's definitely a good move because then people were starting the campaign going to, you know, some guy in New York and they were all going there. Now somebody like your example, Brett, you could all just say, look, you all know this guy. That's enough for you to all come together because you're all mutual friends of one person. We all know what happens. We won't spoil it, because Masks is a a cool game, and there's lots of people that play it, even though it was released back in the 80s. Um, But nonetheless, uh, Delta Green is an interesting one, too, because in that game... There isn't the relationship component, so I. There are times when there will be party members that will be related to each other in some way, shape. But or you're form. all
1: related via the con- via the conspiracy.
0: Yes, right. With the the Curse of Strad game that I had, nobody was related, but they were all in the same <clears throat> compartment in a you know uh, lightning rail that derailed,
1: and there yeah, was nobody I think, else. I think we're yes, you know, yep. So relationship sometimes comes to like a, an immediate. Very, very recent, as in now, shared experience. Right. <laughs> that happens in that happens in horror movies. That happens in lots of different locations. I had that with my uh, Access Mundi game I ran, which was I was using the World of Darkness system for that. The guys are all mercenaries. And they all show up for the briefing. I go through, run the slideshow for them, go through the briefing. Do we know each other? You've heard of, you've heard of, you may have worked with, but you guys are not necessarily friends. Okay. And they went at it. It became not a player versus player game, but I set it up so that you had a job to do. They went to do the job in the jungle. Things went fucking batshit nutty. <clears throat> then they got worse from there. But while they were there, they're like, look, we we're on a team. We we're organized. We we're all mercenaries. We we're paid to go do this thing. We get dropped in to go do this job. And they dealt with it. And then when they left, when the job ostensibly ended and they didn't realize it was a weird time loopy thing and it was fucked up for them. Um, they tried to go home, but then things would happen to make callbacks to that time in Africa, or something else would occur to bring them together and kind of force force things to happen. It was very similar to that shared experience thing. You were all here because you were here. That's why everything else keeps happening, right? Lost airplane crash. Why are you here? Because we're on the airplane, right? You know that, and that's a uh, shipwreck ideas. And things of that nature can be a lot of fun too. The um, aliens, the or alien, the first movie, you know, they're part of a crew. They're hired there. They like each other. They don't like each other. Somebody complains about the pay. <coughs> aliens two, the second one, so Ronnie Weavers there. You got the corporate guy. You've got a bunch of Marines, and they're just some. It's the job. It's not a job. I'm doing this for this reason. This reason, and then the massive shared experience of the first session kind of knits them together, but. I think, for me, I, when I do the shared experience thing, which I think we talked about the, um, the Master of Narnothotep, I think the shared experience is more fun to do it than to say, you all have, a sh- have had a shared experience.
0: I agree, which yes. is where,
1: Which is where, for Delta Green even, my preference, if I'm running a, a campaign of it, is the characters get indoctrinated into the conspiracy together versus um you just are part of the conspiracy uh the gate at least that's a preference i have just because having it happen at the table is more fun for me the, do you have um is oh sorry go
0: i was ahead. just gonna say the tomb of annihilation game i had one character playing brothers but they all had multiple i don't really count that because you're not you don't have the player to player interaction between the two if they're brothers mm-hmm. But I know Andy played Nuda and Gouda, um, brothers. I think, what were they? I think they were, were they halflings? I can't remember, but they, you know. Brothers. And one got turned to stone and the other one was upset about it, but, you know, what are you going to do?
1: I have done, um, Alpha's, was it, Out of the Abyss, Rage of Demons, mm-hmm. whatever the hell it's called. That when you start, your prisoners. You'll escape. Um, it's, the adventure itself is fairly interesting. I think Elf was doing um, very much adventure as written. And he and I have talked about that at certain points. I'm like, why are we doing this again? We're free. Well, it's not really clear. I'm like, yeah, there's no real reason for this, dude. <laughs> We're going to do it because it's the adventure. But I'm just telling you, you know. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, this is going to you know, quote unquote bad in our, our opinion. How we don't necessarily aren't having as so much fun with that component of it. Um. But that's a, that's a, another shared experience piece, right, where you're somewhere in the thick of things. And I think what's kind of funny, we talk about that stuff, and we talk about in media, or in media, or how how you're pronouncing it, depending on how much you've had to drink. I'll say it one way versus the other. You know, in the action, I want to start off somewhere. And people see it in the tavern is not, no, there's no action, nothing's happening. We've already talked about that. I mean, I, I changed it up in Avalon. It starts slow, and then boom, it hit or you know my kids show up start slow boom the adventure hits yes you can go right away to roll for initiative you're in the middle of a fight but i think it's a version of in the action you're right on the beginning of what happened just before the door got kicked in why are you in the tavern you know you guys are in this neighborhood in avalon why are you why are you at the at the end why are you there why are you there you're coming there what are you doing where are you coming from good that's the moment before the bass drops, right? Just before the band kicks in, right? And the mosh pit gets going. Just wham! There you are. Now, now it's action time. Now there's something going on. Sometimes that something is doors kicked in, they've kidnapped my son. There's a fire, a fight breaks out, whatever it is, you know, or whatnot. I, I think there's. Um, I think that's the maybe that's the juice. We're starting in a, in a location together. However, you're having a meet is it's that initial meet time, keeping it tight so that something game plot-wise happens. Which is why in um in like a call of cthulhu game, I ran one one time when um the characters came up, they were at a funeral. At the funeral, we all they all know each other for some reason. I told them I said, Hey, in your backstory, you need to have a reason why you like, love, care about, or even hate this motherfucker. And you're showing up just spit on him when no one's looking, because you always hated him, right? So the characters show up, wham, the action starts. Cultists come in, try to take the body, things go crazy. They're they're all involved in one way or another through background and getting engaged in this in this event. And um, but it was that, that shared experience and having that happen as quick as I can. Because if you want to have a group game, I guess, because if you're going the other way, when he started my vampire games, my old World of Darkness stuff, it's like you're on your own. You can buddy up with Brett's character, Sean, or you could go to your own thing. I don't fucking care. Yeah. I would have guys who would play. My buddy Alpha played a, in a Dark Ages game. He played a werewolf that lived out. No, excuse me. He was a, a gangrel vampire. Not that anybody cares. Anyway, he was a, outside of London. And he talked to one out of eight characters for like 13, 14 sessions. Wow. We all game together, but he didn't involve himself with anybody else. He's talking NPCs and doing other stuff. He didn't wow. care. He had a fun time. Loved it. But he didn't give a fuck. And that's a different style of game. And I think the other thing here is that when, when you force people to start together, um, it can, if it feels forced or it has a, hmm, how do I say this? It, it could feel like you're telling them you, you have to be a team. You need to operate as a team. And some people like to play a little looser, right? So I'll go investigate my Call of Cthulhu this way. And you go investigate your Call of Cthulhu that way. Yes, we're in the same Call of Cthulhu game. But you toddle off over there. I'll go over here. I'll meet you at the library eventually when we have a chance, right? But I'm, I'm not going to follow you from place to place to place to place and i can see that happening my buddy next star wars game that i'm in that one is very much for like the first three sessions i talked to some of the other characters but i ignored them for the most part because they had nothing to do with what my character was up to hmm. until i think third session third session i really i mean i knew them i would encounter them but third session alpha's character in mine got into some illicit nefarious activities together and we bonded over that having survived, <laughs> you know, but that was, that was, it was a much slower burn to get that put together. So <laughs> I think the whole, the reason to pull people into, into a place um, is that you can have that inciting incident, that action to occur. And then everyone has this shared experience. And as that shared experience happens, they then feel obligated or obliged Hang out together, just to, to see it through. Does that makes sense.
0: Yeah.
1: Do you have a Do you have a favorite thing you like to do? Like, is it go to for any camp for any campaign? I mean, you've run a bunch of different games. Well, I mean, let's let's look at this. What for Forbidden Lands? What'd you do? Did you start them in a tavern. What'd you do there? The first time. No, no. Let's talk about well, both. What well, what happened? The, f- each time? the first time
0: they just I put them all in a town, a village. That's okay. well. That's where we said everybody met you guys met at the hollows and this is where you two came from and you two grew up there and then they went out from there and the reason they went out from there was two people that were cooped up in the village got wind of these two that had been wandering and they had a map they thought that was the ticket to get out of town. They joined up with them and said, hey, we'll join you join up with you. Let's go. No problem. The second time around, I had to, I had to figure that out, and I didn't want to start them in a village necessarily because I could use the village later as a site, potentially. Okay. Yeah. And so I just said, there's an outpost it's a little, it's a little heavy handed because some people will say, well, I don't understand this outpost doesn't have a lot of staff. How come people just don't come in and ransack it or create problems or, you know, burn it to the ground or how do they even live here and survive? Cause it's only, mm-hmm. you know, four, four people. And so I just made it where the reputation of the outpost was, you know, there's four different races of four, indi- like each individual that's there are four different races. There's a human half elf and orc and a human.
1: So it's a, it's a mini cosmopolitan port of souls. Oh, everybody's welcome. welcome everybody's
0: welcome. Nope. And it's, that's the deal. It's like a place where you can rest your head and nobody's going to screw with you no matter what your background is. But you bring the baggage in, there's going to be hell to pay and you won't ever be welcome back. And if you're traveling around, you know, that, that, that safe haven that you actually know of and know where it is, is no longer, no longer available. You.
1: Yes, it's, no it's not longer available, available to you because you're a dick. <laughs>
0: yeah, you're not. A, it's not available to you anymore. That's the value it holds, and so that's where I put those guys. And now, from where they go out from there, it's kind of up to them. And um, you know, I'm playing with players that are like not going to get caught up with. You know, I don't like your character. I don't like your car-. and even if they don't like each other, they will still. They, you know, they understand. They're all game masters. They're going to go with the flow. You know, they may bicker mm-hmm. at each other if they want to or or not. They may not know each other very well, but now they're out in the middle of nowhere, and they have to kind of rely on each other to get through.
1: Is there a reason why they're all out in the middle of nowhere, apart from the just the the core con- conceit of the game, or do they have a reason?
0: Well, they all so they all have their own individual reasons. I'll say that. And most of them have to do with, uh, and they're all relatively personal. They could be as simple as, you know, I was in a village for a long time and I needed to get the hell out of Dodge because the blood mist has risen. So the Forbidden Lands premise, if you haven't heard us talk about it, blood mist had been in place for hundreds of years. That would not allow people Basically, people yeah, to you, travel. You can't
1: go anywhere. You can't go anywhere. Now suddenly the highways are open again. Off you go. Exactly.
0: And so that is almost enough for anybody that wants to adventure to get out in a boot. And, you know, they could they could tie that into anything. Like I'm tired of being poor in this village as I grew up. And my parents aren't gonna make a lot of money. I'm gonna go out and find my own way. And the way I'm gonna do it is I'm gonna leave this damn village because now i'm not confined to it anymore another one could be you know i'm gonna go out and scout the land or you know i'm gonna find a house like a stronghold or a keep okay you know for me to to kind of so it could be wanderlust could be you know any you know the they could have rumors you know um one of the players had come to me and said here's five things use them as you will like, this is some of the things I'm thinking about, um, and you can use them all as seeds on why I'm out venturing around. And I'm like, okay, good to know. I'll just make a note of them, but I want to get you guys together, and then I will plant the seeds, and then you guys can determine whether you want to pick up and run with them or not.
1: One of the the interesting piece we keep talking about is we want to get the group together. The group wants to get together. We have to have a reason for them to be together, 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 right? So we're trying to make that thing happen and to facilitate that. Putting you in a confined space is easier, i.e., a tavern,
0: a jail a prison, cell,
1: right. a jail cell. You're all part of um, guys. Have one join a guild. We did a single guild campaign a number of years ago. You're all together. That way, you were all low-ranking members working your way up. You had reasons to be there, but you were there for a reason. you had a thing. Whether you liked each other or not, you were thrust together because of something. I think the. Um, what can happen is if you don't have what you were just talking about in this kind of trip in my head was, you know, you've got a good group of players there who aren't like, look, we, we may bicker, snipe and whatever back and forth with each other, but we're here for each other. You know, we're going to support each other in the adventure. We'll be fine. Um, <laughs> but I, I think sometimes there is a there's a thought that if I have this opening adventure just right, this opening scene where they all meet in the right area. Everything will be fine. This group is gonna gel and they're just gonna BAM, yeah, right there, you know. Without and any I, single is, commonality. Yeah, yeah, because you'll have people roll in and they're like, Well, I made a uh, half drow, half dragon born, and half silver dragon. Mm-hmm. Um oh and he's also a quarter of tiefling and um he's an edge lord covered in belts and full of angst. You know, okay, great, good for you. And this other person never talks to anybody. That's good, you sit in the corner, don't talk to anyone. And what do you do? Well, oh, I'm the thief. I'm busy trying to steal money from him. But that's 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 Tom. Why you? Well, I don't know Tom yet. I mean, I I know Tom, but I, my character doesn't know Tom, and he looks like he's got a lot of money from what he described. Okay, fine. And it's an opportunity to put people in a building. And I think what people forget sometimes, at least I did for many years. I think this is the answer, if there is any one answer. But it's the inciting incident. It's the thing that occurs before. Anybody has too much time to start their own shenanigans <laughs> if you want to get them together or to at least have a common cause to battle against. In my vampire games, you'd start out slow. I did a little bit of kind of slow burn, get your feel for your character, where you yeah, at, where's this, wham, a, a thing occurs that is now the thing that's talked about in the city. If it's Chicago by night, New York by night, wherever the hell, excuse me, wherever they were, it was the thing that occurred, right? Star Wars, it's a thing that occurs, right? It, it's happens here, and this is how we get involved in it. And if you choose not to be involved in it, and everybody else is, well, then you're going to get left to this. <laughs> The idea is go track the killers, you know, you chase them off, and then you get, you're together now, and you're doing something as a group. <clears throat> but I think this idea of running, meeting in a tavern without having a plan for what that meeting's goal is, right? All well, the players will get to know the characters, will get to know each other, and I'll drop some ideas and rumors. I'll pick a rumor so that they, they can they can head out. For my money, that is an email to the group or a prep that says, "I have three adventure hooks for you. Four, I uh, can't count here. Three, four adventure hooks. These are the rumors. Which one do you guys want?" Oh yeah, okay, cool. That's that's what we'll start with, or whatever the case is. But um, if you treat it like a quest hub, you can get the quirkiness that happens even amongst the best of gaming groups and they start making their own adventure they're going to find their own quest they're going to listen to the four plots you put down and they're going to go eh? you know i want to see what that merchant's doing you really overly described the goblin merchant in the corner what's she doing anyway i sidle on up to that goblin merchant and i buy her a drink trying to find out why she's in town and what she seems to be doing. She's looking furtively at the, at the barkeeper. You said, huh? Oh, All right. So we're going to, you're like, God damn it. They're stuck on that. Right? So it, extra circuit. When you do these starting as a group together in some way is you're thrusting them in a, into a piece of action. The Avalon game for the third floor war gang and you, we could have easily could have roamed around the neighborhood, done your own thing for hours. In the tavern talk to each other i could just let you figure out whatever the fuck you want to do and roam around but instead incident occurs people get engaged what the fuck is going on <sighs> and you're the ones to deal with it because no one else in the neighborhood knows how okay it's on us so off we go i think that's the power of of a joint meeting place a um prison the tavern a spaceport where whatever happens to be is um is there's going to be an event that will define your characters? Call Cthulhu. You show up at a funeral. That's an event that will define your characters. as how you met. We met at Uncle Jimothy's funeral. You know, old lady potentots left us this. You know, weird ass. You know, statue made out of an unidentifiable metal. We got to figure that one out. You know, this person left us that. What the hell, what the fuck was that about or whatever. And I think that's the that's the, the juice, if you will, of that. Does that make sense to you?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So what am I missing here? That you did we miss anything that you want to hash over, or did we cover it?
0: No, I think we covered it. I think more more my and where I was thinking is that where where what are other ways that you would bring a party together that isn't meeting a tavern. The tavern, yeah, and it could be the exact same method. But it's not a tavern, it's an outpost. It's, you know, the the guild. It's the, um, you know, the debutante's mansion. You know, whatever it is, um, bringing them there, but there's a common common reason um, that brings them together. Like Tomb of Annihilation, the way I got the group to, to, to come together was, I think, if I recall correctly, the woman who was gonna be dying called them to meet with her and said, I've known you guys, I've worked for university and you guys had gone out, we hired you and you brought back artifacts or precious items to us. And I know that this thing is in play, this thing's going on and there's a rumor. And so we know that the the cure to this death curse may be in the jungles of Chult." So we're I'm and it affects me personally, so I'm gonna personally hire you and you and you because I know your your experience. Yeah, you're
1: capable and
0: yep, you've proven you it to me. So off you go to go and find this thing. So yeah.
1: the other another option, just to throw it out there, is it's a classic, very old school D and D thing. You're standing in front of the dungeon door. You can do that. There's nothing wrong with it. And I've had some incredibly fun games like that.
0: That's hilarious.
1: You know. <laughs> you know, what's the? I remember being in high school, man. What's the adventure? What's the dungeon tonight? What's the adventure tonight? Yes. Where are we starting? Right. Can we just skip the fucking inn? We know each other. We got together in the inn. So Eric for our game master, said, all right, so you guys got together in the inn. You, um, you met each other. You get along. The thief is kind of the paladin. And the thief kind of have a little bit of a truce going on there, but you guys are doing okay. You talk to so-and-so, and you've got this, um, this quest. You've traveled three weeks. You're here now. You're at the place. Go do the thing. Sometimes that was the extent of the backstory. I've had other ones where like, you're standing outside the dungeon. Right? You're here. You've just slain the guards, or you can see the guards in the distance, whatever it is, but you're basically right outside the door, waiting to go in. Right? I mean, you're here. Why are, why are we here? As long as it's a reasonable explanation, like we're murder hobos is what we do. We're trying to save the dragon from the prince. We're trying to rescue, re, find the artifact. We're trying to see... Um, we need treasure and fame. If we do this, this will be one for the books. This will be amazing. A lost something or other, but anyway, that that is that is an absolutely legit way to go. It thrusts people again. It's an incident. It's a thing that's happening. Like, wham! You're right here. This is your task. As a group, go do it. Which is similar to what you just said with the with the Cholt thing.
0: Just a little more in front. Quick of, in front of the dungeon. Like a, I
1: yeah, go right home. I go
0: home, man. What am I doing here? <laughs> what the fuck? That was a- this is the dumbest shit I ever thought of. Where the hell am I from? I'm going back to my bed. This is terrible.
1: Alright, we good? I think so. I think we're good. Let's move on to die roll. All right,
0: die roll. Two to four miscellaneous points of gaming and a geekery you want to bring to you. Got one, two, three, four, five this week. Uh first one is uh Rory Scatters. He, he says he's got a, a Greyhawk-oriented Pinterest board that oh. you should check out, Brett. So check out that from Rory.
1: I'm going to check that. I'm doing it right now. I'm going yeah. over there. There's a lot of stuff I'm going to ignore you for the rest of the session. Just, get, just whatever That's you fair. Get going. Go ahead. I'm busy.
0: Uh, next one, Pinnacle. Entertainment launched Superpowers Companion for Savage Worlds. Thanks, Akadokin, for bringing this to our attention. One thing I am... Uh, I see that Shane is doing at Pinnacle, the, the presidente at Pinnacle is they're using their own crowdsourcing platform to do it. Which I was wondering, when is the role playing game hobby industry going to kick Kickstarter to the curb?
1: What's funny to me is they actually, I mean, it, they used to do this all the time, Arc Publishing. I have the, um, the King in Yellow, yeah, and the uh, the cool leather snake skin looking cover with the scarab and blah blah blah. It's annotated by Ken Heitz. It's great, wonderful, you know, down <laughs> near artifact level book on my shelf. It's great, and that was a pre order. Like, look, we won't, we we've got it. We can do the thing, but we got to have three hundred pre orders. Uh, Otherwise, so we're not going to buy the pull a trigger. Threw my money in, waited, 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 waited. Finally, they got to it. Now that that's a poor man's version of it, but yeah, there's. There's other ways to do it, and other ways that are your own. Don't take a little something, something off off the top. You know what I mean.
0: So they're they're doing it. Um, They had a five thousand dollar goal, and they're at sixty one thousand. So and more money will be going into Pinnacle's pockets because they're not going to have to kick it to Kickstarter. Exactly. So I guess good on them uh, for doing that. I don't know what the risks are. Um offhand from not doing it. The other one, another Kickstarter, is that is coming and hasn't been launched yet, that some of us have signed up for and are waiting patiently to see when it gets launched, is the Mothership Sci-Fi Horror RPG First Edition box set. And then somebody could say, but Sean, First Edition? What are you talking about? The game's already out there. You can buy it right now. Isn't that the First Edition? Well... You know? It's not. It's not. Sean, I think he just, he made it on the way to a con or, and uh, it's Yeah, it's, like been, a it's been a
1: book you could buy for a long time, yeah. but it's, yeah, it's, it's not. It not was, he's been
0: meaning to flesh it out as a, as a full robust product and they're going to go with a boxed box set. And so, uh, rumor is late, later this fall, maybe a month or t- maybe a month. I don't know. They're going to, they're going to kick that. And now sign on for that shit, I guess. God, blast it all. <laughs> take my money. The next one is Tenaris or Tenera's, uh Kickstarter. I must not have the link in here for some reason, but if you're not familiar with this one, it funded a million dollars in a single day.
1: Holy shit.
0: Um, and has some pretty uh, high profile personalities involved with it to include the aforementioned Shane Hensley, um, Ed Greenwood, uh, Amy Vorpal,
1: Bruce... This is a 5e. It is is 5e, yes. Yeah.
0: But but, uh, Shane's in on it. He's one of the contributing people. Uh, Robert Schwab, Jeff Grubb.
1: Bruce Bruce yeah, Uh, Skip Williams, Rich Redman, Anthony Pryor, Schwab, Hensley, Grubb. Huh. Well, but damn, from Dragori Games.
0: There. So, i not wholly, I mean, I looked at Dragori Games' website. They did a board game, and, you know, this has got some elements of art. I mean, it's an RPG. It's three books. Um, it's like 60-something bucks for the PDFs, which some people have mentioned as a little steep for a PDF, but, you know, yeah, I don't know. So,
1: cool though, very cool.
0: The next one down we go is an if, if down we go infinite edition, which is now on, which is on Game Found, which I think is a competitor to Kickstarter. Um, this one I believe is 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 kind of a zine format, I believe, or no, maybe not. It's just a OSR, old school light rules, light uh, minimalist old school system. Uh, Swedish yeah. designed. So, Interesting. Um, that's you know eighty five hundred dollars pledged. The goal was forty five hundred. Huh. No, back up. Seventy three hundred dollars pledged, of a forty five hundred dollar yeah. goal.
1: Yeah, so they are one hundred sixty two percent funded. Yes, not bad.
0: So there's something that some folk and the. F- kind of you know whispered rumors give the world shape and keep prep low um, elegantly simple you know a global team of designers have added their skills so interesting um, I don't know I don't know if I'll get into that one just because I don't know getting into another fantasy RPG got a few lined up in my PDFs I don't know if I need another one uh, the next one, and last, is Journey into the Madlands, a post-apocalyptic RPG zine. Hmm. So that has not kicked off yet as of this recording, but uh, it'd be interesting if you want to journey into the Madlands. We've had some folks, and some of these came from our Discord, um, some I had I thought I was going to put down the names of some of the folks that have brought these to our attention. I apologize, guys. I um, think one of them was Harrigan brought up Madlands, and I think there was another one with Down We Go. But anyways, some stuff to check out.
1: I tell you, man, every time I see this list, this type of thing, somebody... I bump into people periodically online, and I'll see them ask for it, or I will get asked at a con. like, hey, is there a place you can find all of them? No. There's no... There is... I think it's almost impossible to wrangle all the stuff that's happening in the tabletop RPG space right now. It's almost impossible. You know, like if down we go, I had no idea that was even a thing, right? Until somebody else happened to find it. How that person happened to find it. I don't know either. It's just, it's crazy. There's so much much stuff. It is fucking insane. Absolutely insane. And so cool though. So very, very cool.
0: And the thing is you could get in on this stuff and it'd be great. And then you get that later, you know, I was, we were talking, I was talking to, I think it was Rob Justice, and I brought him up on a stream, a Saturday morning stream. And we were talking about, diverted into, I'm reminded by Detwiller, I don't remember. There was some RPG personality I was interacting with on Twitter, and it was like, Dungeon World launched. When was Dungeon World launched? Brett, do you know? Forever
1: ago. Forever ago. Yeah,
0: forever ago. Um, But people will just discover it tomorrow.
1: Today. Yep.
0: And they may want to copy and buy it because they finally heard of it from a podcast they listened to. You know, so I'm wondering, like, what is that span of life cycle for an rpg i know it's for you know kind of forever right you could put something out there this almost
1: goes this almost goes to that topic we had about um harlem unbound right where like you know is is a game not too early but is it's it doesn't is it ahead of its time ma- is it ahead of its time mainstream wise like look uh. here's the deal you know it's kind of like the uh like if you're in the logistics industry right now May the gods bless you, my child, because that's a it's a shit place to be trying to get things from point A to point B right now in the world. But if, like, well, turns out in 10 years, this will be the coolest fucking game ever, and everyone will be playing it. But right now, no one is, because it just took that long to, to maturate or grow or where I don't fucking know. I don't know. I don't know what the secret sauce magic is on that stuff, yeah.
0: So it's just interesting dynamic and hobby we're in. So, that's all we had for die roll this week. But do we know what we're talking about next week, Brett?
1: Not sure. I'm trying to figure that out. You've got a couple different topics we've talked about. Actually, once we drop off here, I want to ask you about one, so we'll figure it out. All right. Sounds good. Don't know yet. Okay. We'll surprise you.
0: Okay. All right. Excellent. Well, that's all we had for this week, Dennis, what I'm saying. Uh, For those that have tuned in to us live, thank you so much for taking time out of your U.S. holiday and Canada holidays to uh, Mm -hmm. finish off that weekend with us. We stream here every Monday night, 8 p.m. Central Time on Twitch. Just go to gamingabs.com forward slash Twitch. And then I stream here Saturday mornings about 8 o'clock in the morning, Central Time U.S. Talk about an RPG um, topic of the jour the of the week. Um, if you're interested, a lot of interaction with the chat. So I appreciate everybody that shows up on Saturdays. Otherwise, if you see this on YouTube, give us a like or subscribe it would be greatly appreciated. Otherwise, you can find our audio flagship show at your podcatcher of choice. Just do a search for the title of the show Gaming and BS, and hit subscribe. And that's that's all you have to do. I mean, really, if, to, you know, there you go. So that easy. It's that it is that freaking easy, man. Otherwise, I'm I don't have anything else to say. So I'm Sean,
1: and I'm Brett. Good night, good game, at all.
0: This episode of Gaming BS produced with help from the following BSers: Joe Swick, old school DM Tony Sugarloaf Baker, Eric Jeppesen, Andy Hall, Chris Steele, Jason Hobbs, Mark Tasaka, Marco Froehlich, pure mongrel Brett Pazinski, Brandon Barnes, Eileen Barnes, Dan Lavalley, Victor Wyatt. Craig Huber, Roger Braslett, Stephen Dragonspawn, Jared Rasher, Ray Otis, Jim Fitzpatrick, Old Scouser Role Playing, Christopher Lang, Curtis Takashi, Larry Hout, Ron Bishop, Mark Richmond, Chad Blayman, Sky, Craig, Howard Bishop, Josh Wallace, Corey Welch, Angus, Eric Salsweedle, George Sedgwick, Robert Nemeth, Brian Kurtz, Laramie Wall, Perry Besore, Eric Avia, Andy Olson, Jeff Seifert, John Kayward, Corey Gonzalez, Maurice, Niall Diamond, Aaron Ralia, Jeff Goad, Aaron Coleman, Brian Rumble, Rich Wishon, David F. Baylog, Harrigan, Melissa Bashinsky, Henry Newcomb, Cole Kago, Eric Tavola, Who's Carl, Ghost GM, Mike Hess Jr., Rory Weston, Jim Ingram, Daniel Garrett, Eric Frankhouse Presents, Phil McClory, Adam Grotejohn, Jay Plata, Ed Nyes, The Duke in Purple, Isaiah Aries Christian, Larry House, Quigley Malcolm, AWOL Trooper, Craig Shipman, Todd Sharp, Orcus Dorcas, Chris Shore, Michael O'Holland, Wayne Peacock, Mike Coleman, Miniature Master, Kevin Keneally, Zagrave, Vornak, Farty McButterpants, Andrew Lear, Craig Chunglo, Eric Lunsford, Ty Prunty, Feeling Good Lewis, and Ziga Pradzik. Hey, if you find this show interesting, Or absolutely infuriating. Do us a favor. Tell somebody else to listen to us. See if they find us favorable. Or equally infuriating. Infuriating. Infuriating? Inferior. Infuriating. You know what I'm talking about. Tell somebody about the show. Thanks, BSers. This This has been a Litterbox Studio Production.
1: production.